What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Breakthrough Society podcast. I'm your host, Irvin, and today we got my man, Philip Sessions, on the show. And Philip, man, he's a good dude. I met him actually in person for the first time uh, back in April uh, 29th at a, at a Million Dollar Mastermind in Dallas, Texas. Uh, but we've been, uh, we've known each other for for quite some time now, but that was the first time we actually met in person. Um, He's actually starting a couple of businesses and he has a lot on his plate um, from rebranding his podcast to the now entrepreneurs podcast that I'm going to link up here that you should definitely check out after this episode um, to starting a business with my with our mutual mutual friend and his business partner, Trent Bray. You must have you probably uh, listened to our, our episode that uh, me and Trent did a while back here on the break to society but their business partners now creating a business and philip has 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 his other business entrepreneur uh yeah entrepreneurs too so uh so just check out everything he's doing man he's a good dude and he's out to uh help engineers switch the careers to entrepreneurs man so you definitely don't want to miss this So before we get into this uh, episode with Philip Sessions, guys, if you guys um, find something that helped you out, if you know somebody's going to benefit from it, share the show, share it with a friend, family member, whoever, share it on your Instagram stories, man, tag us, we'll, we'll repost them, man, we'll, we'll hook up, and uh, also don't forget to go over to Facebook, type in Breakthrough Society Movement, you'll find that Facebook page and the group go ahead and request to join man and we'll kick it on there um get to know each other and uh with that being said guys don't miss this fucking episode hello what's going on man welcome to the breakthrough society hey Irvin, thanks for having me man yeah man for sure dude i know we we met for the first time back in uh when was it april yeah april 29th yeah. Is for the main dollar mastermind Oh yeah, that was awesome getting to meet you in person and meet a lot of other people we've been seeing online. Really enjoyed that event as well. I'm not sure which I enjoyed more, the event or meeting the people yeah. <laughs> that I feel like I've known for years. <laughs> yeah. Both were pretty awesome though. Yeah, dude, like whenever you meet everybody there that, you know, you always talk to online, it's like it's like uh the reunion with your long-lost family or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just crazy how we could have such a good connection with so many people that we've never met in person. You know, I don't know about you, but I've never experienced that where it's all these people I met and met online and I feel so close to them. And then when you meet in yeah. person, yeah, it's just like family or really long lost friends you hadn't seen in years, yeah. which was really <laughs> surprising because you'd think it'd be the opposite that people you meet in person when you hadn't seen them in a while, you see them again that you had that awesome connection versus just online yeah for sure man i i get i get that same feeling but um anyways man uh first to the audience who you are and and what do you do right now so my name is philip sessions i 
currently work at BMW. I'm actually making a transition at the moment from being a controls engineer there, so automating the process of building the cars in the body shop to being the leadership and transformation specialist at BMW. So I'm going to make a huge change from engineering to HR. But for those of you that maybe you do follow me on social media, if you don't, it's really not that big of a change because I talk about leadership and mindset all the time on my social media platforms. And I'm starting a coaching business, well, two coaching businesses, one on my own where I'm helping engineers become better leaders, better communicators, and build a stronger mindset. And then I'm doing group coaching with a mutual friend, Trent Bray, which is yeah. Hustle Habits. My my. My solo coaching is Entrepreneurs and then Hustle Habits with Trent Bray, where we're helping people build better habits. So that's just a little bit about me. Also from the Houston, Texas area, and then moved over to Greenville, South Carolina about six years ago. And I jokingly say that I'm stuck over here now that <laughs> I'm married to a South Carolinian, and she's not moving. We literally moved across the street from her parents. So <laughs> he's literally not wanting to move yeah. away from home. And yeah, so I'm, I'm stuck here now, but I love it. <laughs> so, so that's a huge change, man. South Carolina and Houston, right? Like what, yeah. what a sparked, I guess, what sparked that idea of, of you wanting to move? So I was actually laid off from oil and gas back in 2015 you know, oil and gas, very cyclical and got laid off. And for about three months, I didn't have a job. And I was probably about two years removed from college. So I didn't have a lot of experience, very green engineer. And I had applied for an interview and got through the whole process at Schneider Electric there in Houston, one of their locations. And they ended up going with somebody a little bit more qualified. Go figure. But they said they really liked me a lot and wanted to bounce my resume around internally. So I said, hey, why not? I've been without a job for three months. Let's figure yeah. something out. And one came up in Seneca, South Carolina, out near Clemson University, about 15 minutes west of there. And so I went out there, checked it out, said, hey, this sounds like a fun adventure to go out to South Carolina. Always expected myself to go back to Texas, go back to the Houston area where my yeah. family lives. And then just got stuck out here. Uh, that's that's pretty much that job brought me out here. But I've made some bounces around since then to now working at BMW. Yeah, that's nice, dude. That's uh, like I know a lot of people that have traveled for work, mm -hmm. um, but I mean they eventually just go back, you know. But um, like I'm from like the deep south part of Texas, so um, the pay down there and the housing and everything is very cheap. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so everybody leaves to West Texas, Louisiana for the refinery, stuff like that, you know, because that's where mm -hmm. the big money is. But they just eventually come back. <laughs> everybody that I know eventually does come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do my fair share of travel, too. Uh, not doing as much these days, but it is nice to be in one spot. And I do wish I could come back to Texas, but I do really enjoy it over here. It's nice being close to the mountains, being close yeah. to non-brown water for the beach <laughs> yeah <dude. laughs> so it, it is very beautiful over here as well yeah and uh, like dude <laughs> between if you would ask me you want the mountains or you want the, a brown beach brown water beach man I, mountains all the time dude yeah and, all day every day 
Like yeah, now these aren't like the Rockies over here. They're they're a yeah. lot smaller, but they're still just as be- well. Maybe not just as beautiful, but they're beautiful in their own way as well. Although I do love the Rockies and love going out there to Colorado and Utah as well. Yeah, man. But I mean, shit, I would probably stay there too. You know, that's that's also one reason that I moved to Austin now. You know, mm-hmm. I used to live here for two and a half years, but the reason that I moved here to Austin was because of the nature and the hills and. I mean, it's not mountains, right? But it's hills and the lake, and it's just beautiful out here, man. And if you compare Austin to Houston, is Houston is just the big ass fucking city. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's just a concrete jungle there in Houston. Yeah. So yeah, Austin was an awesome move for you, and you did it right at the right time, it seems, because everybody's starting to flood in over there too. So you actually, that you maybe you planned that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful city over there. I do like Austin a lot. I visited several times. I could never live there, though. It's just too liberal for me, especially now being <laughs> in South Carolina. I mean, you think, like, Texas is conservative. It's more conservative over here. It's really weird. Like, in a different way, though, you yeah. really feel like you're in the South when you're here versus in Texas. Even though you are in the South, you're not, like, in the South. I don't know how yes, to explain it, it but so, it's a different kind of Southern over here, <laughs> for sure, versus Texas. But yeah. I think it's because the big melting pot, everybody just loves Texas. And really, Texas is just its own thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, I get you, man. So mm-hmm. so what was uh, – the? I know we're talking about the main order mastermind. What was your biggest take from that? Man, my biggest takeaway wasn't really from what was said at the mastermind necessarily. But as I, I've been around these events, you know, they all talk about making your seat at the table or Jesse Isler mm-hmm. talks about that, bringing, ma- making your own seat at the table. And it really made me think about make my own table. Why wait to be able to get that seat at the table? And of course I want to, I still want to be able to collaborate with some of those awesome guys that are, that are at those tables that are quote unquote better than me, higher than me. Yeah. But I also want to create my own table and bring people to that table as well. So that was my takeaway is creating my own table versus bringing up my own chair. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you? Uh, man, I, one of my – well, my favorite speaker was was Sean Whalen. Yeah, so, he did good. Yeah, I like the fact that he didn't talk about business. He talked about creating your life and then creating mm-hmm. – a business that supports that you know freedom the lifestyle that you want and i i mean because that's what i'm chasing man i'm chasing like to be free i'm chasing to do what i want when i want whether it's working you know because i like to work uh whether it's you know owning a ranch like the one that he just bought a couple months ago or whatever um so like that was my biggest takeaway and another one was uh that you don't you don't really own a company if you can't get away for a month or whatever without without uh your business losing money yeah so yeah Yeah, that that was was a good one too and i did like how the whole event was really more like spiritual relationship based it was it was really a breath of fresh air because it wasn't just hey you've got to hustle and grind and make that money right it was about actually building relationships and building a life that you want to live in instead of just working and grinding and yeah you're right about the whole business versus owner uh, of a business yeah are you you own your own job or do you actually own a business Uh, that's very true and something for me to look forward to as i build my coaching business Uh, i know you're trying to work on that already with your electrical business 
Yeah, for sure. And I think of that all the time, man. It's just like, man, like, like I, right now I just got home prior to us starting like 30 mm-hmm. minutes or so. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, like I haven't even got home. my second work got done. And, mm-hmm. you know, just so overwhelmed with all these projects going on. And it's like, dude, I can't wait to scale and, and grow and just bring more guys in, right? To just yeah. delegate more shit. Well, it'll happen, man. And, that, and that's the thing. The things we have to go through right now actually yeah. prepare us for what's to come. I was I actually did a video on this. And we always hear that question of like, you know, these famous people, what would you tell your 20 year old self, right? What would you tell them? To me, if I got the information, say when I'm successful and I'm 40 years old and I pass that down to my 20 year old self, that information that will just set me off to be a millionaire right then and there. It's like winning the lottery. My mind is not prepared for all those hardships, but because of having those hardships and those hard times over those 20 years, those two decades, I'm ready for the good times. I'm prepared mentally for that. Whereas if you got that information, you got the, I guess, you know, knowledge lottery so to say you're really not prepared for it and you really just squander it like somebody who wins the actual lottery i think us having to go through these hard times right now is preparing us for the harder times but (laughs) also preparing us for whenever somebody takes over and they start hitting those hard times we can actually tell them hey this is what you need to do instead of well i learned it but i don't really have the life experience behind it yeah dude we have to take those hits early on yeah right oh yeah that way yeah, I'm not saying like I'm not gonna say shit is gonna get easy later on, but it'll get easier because you already went through these hard yeah. times in the beginning. That's exactly. what I think about a lot. Yeah, and uh, exactly, man. <laughs> and then you just teach the next person that you bring in is you've already been through those hardships, and you can help them get through it that much quicker. That's what's great about having mentorship and being in these groups like we are. We get to learn from these guys and apply that knowledge that they teach us without having to go through all of that hardship. Some of it you're just going to have to do no matter what, but some of it we can circumvent because we learn from them. Yeah, and and so like now that you're saying this, um, I was thinking like how you were saying earlier we, where one of the businesses that you're creating is to help engineers. Mm-hmm. So since, since I mean, you're, you're obviously teaching them shit and coaching them through shit that you already went through, mm-hmm. right? So, so like what exactly are you... Like helping them because uh, you're talking to a friend of mine, right? Or you're helping a friend of mine? Yeah, yeah. We've talked a little bit. He's uh, he's still trying to get through some stuff, but yeah, I've ta- I've tried to help him a little bit there. But yeah, he's been also really busy with work, so I ain't real talk too much. Yeah, but but and- basically, it just depends really on the person. A a lot of engineers struggle with communication, so that's a really a first step we talk about. And then also mindset. Because as engineers, we know how to solve a problem. We know how to see that there's a problem and go fix that problem. But we get ingrained just looking into this one problem. We can't look at the big picture. So I teach engineers how to communicate effectively because speaking engineer to engineer all day long. But sometimes even then, I've had instances where one engineer or one programmer can't speak to another, and I've had to bridge that gap. So helping bridge the gaps there in the communication between engineers or programmers and also to like HR people, to business owners. But then the broad spectrum, too, because as engineers, they're so smart and they have all these products that they could bring to market, but they can't because they can't communicate 
and they can't look at the bigger picture. So I'm helping them see that bigger picture and to be able to lead themselves and eventually employees into that workforce because that's a big part of creating the business is being able to lead others by example and through actions and and whatever else is needed within each individual business. So that's what I do is really help teach leadership skills, fortify their mindset because we know with entrepreneurship, you get a lot of no's, a lot of things that you don't want to do and you still have to do. And so teaching them that and then teaching them how to communicate and think of the bigger picture. So like a problem, a main problem they have is they just like stick to their, like they're just like in, in like just focused on what they're doing like day to day and they don't, that's all like, the, that's all they do pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, engineers are very good problem solvers. So if you give them a problem, they can go solve that. But if you ask them to take a look at a grand, the, the grand picture of a project, they have a lot, a really hard time doing that. And they have a hard time thinking about everything as a whole. So for them, it's a lot easier for them just to stick in their comfort zone and just focus on one problem at a time. And I've worked on projects with people where I've had to lead the project being a contractor coming in, as was prior to BMW, because some of their programmers, they could only focus on one problem at a time. They couldn't think about, hey, we have all these other things going on. We have deadlines. We need to work with the customer, talk with them, figure out what's next, what's coming down the road. All they could focus on was that one thing. So I had to lead the project because the these programmers could only focus on the one thing. Mm. <laughs> Which is so, a, a so bad thing. Like- and you know, as being a, a business owner, trying to run your electrical jobs. You've got multiple jobs. You can't focus on one job because you've got several at one time. And so you have to be able to bounce between job and to job. And some of these engineers, you know, they do have separate projects that they work on, but a lot of times they get stuck and ingrained in one project and then they let the other ones go by the wayside. And so that's what I'm trying to help them understand is that, hey, there's more than this one problem to solve. And you can solve that problem while still looking at the bigger picture. So that's like also kind of the the problem that that um, is going around in the trades, where well, mainly like these smaller companies, like the the technicians, like the, that's all they do is just like their craft, right? Like the, they mm-hmm. fix whatever electrical problem they're going to fix, or they go and install whatever they got to install, and you know that's it like they they don't they can't talk to the homeowners they can't they can't talk to the contractors so that's when the like the business owner or the one that's in charge that's when they come in and they have to you know communicate with you know the the homeowner or the contractor and they have to lead everybody else because all these technicians like they don't and and it's like they don't know how to do it and it's like they don't want to either yeah, so yeah, there's like a little a bit of both of that. Yeah, I could I could see that with the trades. You know, it's like you go in there, and sometimes it's a matter of not being able to explain what you did. You know, somebody will ask, hey, well, what exactly was the problem with my light switch, right? It was it kept tripping the breaker or something. Yeah. And so, like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I fixed it. Okay, well, what <laughs> did you do? And it's like, well, if the it was actually hitting a ground wire. The ground was loose, and that's what kept tripping the breaker. 
but they can't explain that. And of course the customer might not understand that completely, but being able to explain that. And then also looking at the big picture as well, it might be more than the light switch. You need to look at all of the wiring and then you can almost upsell the customer. And it's like, Hey, I noticed while fixing this problem, I noticed this, is this something you would like, you would like us to look at? I know some of this wiring is is faulty. Would you like us to take a look at that? But some technicians as well just want to stay and I fix the problem, go on to the next thing and try to look <laughs> yeah. instead of looking at the bigger picture and saying, hey, there's more here we can do. Yeah, dude. Like Which, they just they just want to get get out of there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I never thought about that being a problem in the the you know trades industry as well, but that makes a lot of sense. I, I could see that. Yeah, and I actually had um, I was in a, a house, I think it was yesterday, there was a, a plumber in there and he was doing like something with gas in the house. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, oh man, you know, I'm ready to go home and this and that. And, and like, he was just kind of like in a hurry to leave. And, huh. and, and, and it's like, he didn't really want to work, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like he knew like he had to work and he had to finish and then he left and then we were still there. And then he came back that afternoon and then i was like dude you're back already he's like oh yeah man the boss told me that i had to come and change this valve you know he he told me that i was you know down the street and i just had to come but man fuck it (laughs) i'm here and i'm like that damn dude like (laughs) man he just wants to go home that's crazy yeah some of them just want to get paid those hours but then that's kind of crazy too because you'd think he'd want to keep working because he's getting paid by the hour but maybe he's not maybe it's by the job but it is interesting to see how different people's work ethics are. Yeah, and when you were saying like lack of communication, like I just remember too the day before that he was supposed to fix it, mm. but I believe he needed help to like turn on the 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 valve and check the pressure and all this shit. And he told me he's like, oh man, I had to tell the homeowner that you know that I'm gonna be back tomorrow that I can't fix it. It's like oh fuck. <laughs> Fuck it. And he just left. <laughs> he didn't even tell the guy anything. And I was Man. like, okay. I was like, what the fuck? And he just like took off, dude. And I told my guy, I was like, bro, like this guy just left. Like he didn't even tell the guy huh. anything. And then like five minutes later, dude, the homeowner comes out of his room and he's like, is the gas fixed? He's like, did the, did the plumber leave? And I was like, yeah, he just left like five minutes ago. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh man. He's like, well, I'll talk to the project manager. I'm like shit, dude. <laughs> it's Man. like that that lack of communication, dude, is like shit. Yeah, yeah. I need to have that communication. That's that's something for the trades too. They need to look at communication skills because that's an important thing. And I know there's several different business owners that actually have their employees that are in the trades that actually have them dress up and look a little nicer when they engage with the customers because. I mean, you can get really dirty, especially depending on the job and look really sloppy. But when you come in and look presentable, it just makes your customer service that much better. Plus having the technician be able to communicate properly as well. So it really just helps your customer service. And then, I mean, as you know, if your customer service is really well, if you happen to be running behind or something goes on, emergency comes up, you can talk with them and let them know like, hey, this was going on. And a lot of times they're they're pretty forgiving unless they also have some kind of emergency. But that's what communication does. And yeah, it's super important. I don't know why people don't focus on that more. I guess it's just being scared. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I guess like they weren't they weren't taught that too, you know. So that's mm-hmm. when you come in and and you teach them like, yo, you got to do this shit too because you can't just work, 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 and just focus on this like small part of a bigger picture, mm-hmm. right? Like that's when when guys like you come in and coach them where they have to step back and communicate and see everything that's going on around them too. Yeah, exactly. And a big thing with that communication, just giving small updates. You don't have to sit here and tell them exactly what you did, how many hours you worked yeah. on this, or well, maybe it was minutes, maybe it didn't really take that long. But just tell them, hey, I worked on this valve. I'm having an issue getting it to open and close, whatever may have went on with it, or I need to go get some more pipe because I ran out. I'm going to go back, and I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, there you go. You give them a little update. Took you no more than 10 or 15 seconds, and you're on your way. And they're like, okay, thank you for letting me know. It's as simple as that. I mean, if worst the case to get pissed off at you, yeah. just, well, it is what it is at this point. I mean, obviously, you don't want to say that, yeah. but you let them know and said, I mean, you just have to try and handle however they, they decide to react. But most people, I would think, would be pretty positive, pretty, you know, not get mad at you about anything. But you never know. People are different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. And more like the more that I talk to, you know, guys like you or guys like in, in Arte Apex, you know, like all these entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. like the most, the more I realize that there's a, a lag in not just the service or the the construction industry that I'm in, right? But mm-hmm. like any industry, right? Like you go to the store, you go to a restaurant, you go to a hotel. Like yep. you you see employees, whatever whatever kind of employees that they are that they lack something and and you like you can notice it and you're just like dude like yes yeah. you're so like n- like not fully focused on what you're doing <laughs> it's it's this man it's your phone the phone is what gets in the way so many people know how to talk oh somewhat <laughs> over yeah. text message nobody wants to get on the phone and talk anymore nobody knows how to actually have that human to human communication or even on the cell phone itself talking so many people just want to text you and so many things get lost in communication there and technology phones are amazing things but because of that it's made people lazy they would rather just text you something real quick and then move on because we're also about immediate gratification and we're also very lack of attention we can't we don't have no uh, attention spans anymore we can't focus on anything for any length of time, which is so sad and a huge part of communication as well. Like us getting here on this this call, if we're not focused on one another, like you, know, you try to talk to me, you know, well, let me um, send in this text real quick and you ask <laughs> me a question. Uh, what you, would you say, Irvin? I've got to then re-ask you and now we're wasting all this time because yeah. you've got to re-ask me the question and, and then hope that I actually paid attention so that I can answer it. Yeah, communication is a, a lost art. So really, if you learn how to communicate, you're probably better than 90% of people out there. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a good tip for you if you're trying <laughs> to sure, start yeah. your own business or you're trying to get a job somewhere or whatever you're trying to do. If you can communicate, you're going to be 90% better than everybody else. You're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of the competition. Yeah, dude. And that's like the community. The commu- if you're good at communication, you practice that communication, like you just meet more people, you know, and if you meet more people, you can ultimately do more business like that. And yeah. that, like that communication is huge, man. Um, 
when you when you were saying when you were saying that right now, I actually thought about like this is a show. I don't know if you heard of it that I've been watching. It's Undercover Billionaire. Uh huh. I, I need to buy the second season. I really want to watch it because of Grant Cardone, but I've only you seen watch- like the first episode. I've got to buy it. Okay. That, was that pretty good? Oh yeah, dude. But like, did you see the whole the first season or no? I've seen the first one. It's been a while. Glenn, but it's been a yeah. while. Yeah, so I'm like halfway through the through the first the first one with Grandsons, mm-hmm. and I I I jumped to the second one first, so I watched the whole second one. Nice. Um, and that's what it is. It is just communication. I mean, these guys they they go to a different city, and like that's how they started communicate. You know, they go yeah. out and and meet anybody that they can find, and that's how they ultimately work on creating this uh, million dollar business, right? But that's what mm-hmm. it is. It's just communicating with with anybody around you, anybody that you meet. Yep, yep. The, that's I think the highest paid profession right now per hour is public speaking, communication. Yeah, <laughs> what, like people are making a hundred thousand dollars a year. A- Andy and Ed Milet, you know, Andy Frazilla, oh, yeah. Ed Milet, they're making like a hundred thousand dollars, not a year, a, a speaking engagement. 45 minutes to an hour, getting paid $100,000. Now, these are like extreme examples, but a lot of people make five dollars or $10,000 in a single hour from a speaking engagement. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy yeah. to think. But yeah, dude. it's communication. Clearly, it's important for people to have, and people need to learn that more. And so for people that try to learn communication, one way is get on calls like this, talking with people, getting on phone calls. You can do videos on social media. You're already there, so why not just shoot a quick video, do a story if you don't want it staying there a long time. But as far as a more formal way, I would suggest Toastmasters. It's very cheap to do that, to go through Toastmasters. So toastmastersinternational.org. It's a, there's tons of clubs that are all over the, the world. You can get into one of those and get involved in that community, that club and learn how to do public speaking, learn, just learn how to communicate. And like I said, you're going to be way farther ahead if you do those things. Yeah. Dude, I actually looked into that, but whenever I was, cause they do every like Tuesday here in Austin or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, it was through zoom mm-hmm. and I went on, on one of the calls and I was just listening and I don't know, like the way they were like acting on there. It was like a competition or something, and they, they were, mm. but they were acting, and uh, there was like three three people, and they were they each like created a script, and they just acted in like a different personality, and it was just like a complete script, huh. and then and interesting, then, and then after they're done, they just shut up, and then the judge or the teacher or whatever is like, okay, well, thank you. And everybody just starts like clapping or I don't know, dude. It was it was so weird. Yeah, that that's a little different. We've done that is usually you have like an impromptu part. So it's like your table topics. And one time, I don't know if you watched the the comedy show Whose Line Is It Anyway? But no. basically you you get a word and only like one person knows like the word or category. And then based on what that how that one person reacts, the other people have to start interacting with that. So say I know that like like I'm trying to buy a car, but I crashed this car, uh, the other car that I went and did a test drive on from your car lot, and but you don't know what 
I'm my scenario is what I'm trying to do. So I'm acting out this scenario and you're just trying to react to that. So that kind of sounds what that like that is. But a lot of times it's like just a random question. And then you have like one to two minutes to answer that. So an impromptu question there. And then there's prepared speeches, usually three a night. So about five to seven minutes. And so you prepare a speech ahead of time and then you get evaluated on that speech in the end, which the evaluation is about two to three minutes, which helps you with effective listening. Right. Because another thing we don't know how to do is <laughs> listen effectively either. So that's a great way to learn and push yourself to become better at communicating and listening effectively. Uh, and there's other roles so you can learn a little about leadership as well. So the one you were talking about where like, yeah, thank for thank you for for speaking or whatever. That's probably the Toastmaster of the day. So they run the meeting. So you get to learn a lot about being a leader as well. So it's a great way. And I think it's like 120 bucks a, a year tops. Uh, you pay like, you know, bi uh, annually. And so it's I mean, it's really cheap for a lot of good content that you can learn from it. So yeah. I would check out another club if you had that experience and you didn't really like it or go back and check it out again. But you can try different clubs and different clubs do different things. I know one of the guys in my current club, he's actually joining a second one or probably a third one for him. And it's actually humorous only. So they're only going to do funny speeches <laughs> in that club. But just whatever floats your boat, right? But just, just trying to push yourself in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean... Yeah, I guess like everybody has their own ways of doing things, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I was I was listening to to it for a couple like a good thirty minutes at least, <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. Like I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't my kind of thing, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> what's more challenging on on Zoom as well? Uh, we've been having that trouble when we were online. Now we're hybrid and still kind of weird. But being in person is a lot better. You actually get that engagement from the audience. You see that direct feedback versus trying to look at them on a screen. You're not exactly seeing their body language or anything. So it's a lot better being in person. So if you can find one in person, I would suggest that as well. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm going to check it out too because that's something I need to practice on. Or everybody does, you know. But yeah. Oh, yeah. We all do, man. <laughs> as I'm involved yeah. in Toastmasters as well. Really enjoy it. And uh, just... You know, try to keep leading in that. I'm actually going to be president this year of our club. So oh, I'm looking nice. forward to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So, um, what, uh, like, what are your goals or what do you got planned for, for later on this year with everything that you're doing, your businesses and stuff? So, as always, trying to pick up more clients to help out more people, of course. But one of the things as far as building that table. I'm looking at doing my own event and nice. working on that at the moment. So trying to finalize that location and time and everything. But that's something I'm going to do down the road here. And September time frame is what I'm looking at. I'm working on getting on stages as well to speak. So podcast stages as well as like actual in-person live events, which one of those is going to be the ones that I'm going to create. And the biggest thing for me is my child, my little girl is going to be coming in November. So really excited about that. And so just pushing forward on all these other goals that I have and trying to get those started before yeah. she comes. <laughs> and it's then <laughs> disrupts all my schedule for probably the rest of the year. <laughs> but really looking forward to that the most uh, out of everything. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's exciting stuff, man. Congrats. Thanks. I appreciate it.
<laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. So uh, I'm going to ask you a, a last can't question, right? But before I uh, do, yeah, before I do, just let everybody know where they can find you, man, and everything you're doing. Yeah, best place to find me is on Instagram or Facebook at Philip Sessions. That's with one L. You'll probably find me, or you can listen to my podcast as well, which is Entrepreneurs. Okay, so you rebranded it, or you just yeah, I did rebrand my my podcast. But okay. I was trying to get away from the the health and fitness stuff with the healthy living session, so I rebranded to Entrepreneurs. Okay, so play on nice. entrepreneur and engineer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I'm gonna link it in the show notes. All right, awesome. Yeah, man. So the last question I have is, what do you consider your breakthrough moment? My breakthrough moment, man. I, that that's that's tough to really pinpoint one thing. I really feel like I've had several breakthrough moments. I would say one that was really changed my life. There was probably two different events. I went to GrowthCon two back in two thousand. 17 or something like that i think or 16 uh, in las vegas and that really started set me on the path to do the the entrepreneur life right the self-development life that really started getting me there really more interested and in being more intentional with it but then growth con 3 actually is a funny same same event same guy but growth con 3 was where i met one of our friends, T.O. Bogdan, and he actually introduced me to Arte. And I had kind of seen a little bit about it, but I didn't know much. And then he was there and he was wearing an Arte hat and I asked him about it. And I really feel like that changed my life because I met so many awesome people like you that really helped me realize that I'm not the only one out there that thinks this way. I'm not the only one that's trying to be better and the most elite version of myself. So I would say Probably that would be the more pivotal moment, but both of those really just helped me set off on the the trajectory that I'm on now and just continuing to improve myself and refine my craft day after day. Yeah, dude, that is powerful, man, because like before these groups too, it's like you feel like you're alone. Like you yeah. feel like you're the only one, right? Like mm -hmm. you're the only one that thinks like this. Then you get around other like-minded individuals and you're like, holy shit, dude. These are white people. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you get around all these people and you're like, well, I'm not, I'm nothing, man. I, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not doing anything. I haven't yeah. been on this path at all compared to these people. So it's just crazy, but it's, it's an awesome environment to be around, right? You can't be the smartest man in the room. You can't be the best man oh, in the yeah. room either. You gotta be around people that are better than you. So you can keep leveling up. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. You know, I'm glad I, I met you through the RT. Yeah, man. I'm glad we met as well. Yeah, man, for sure. Cool, man. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on the Breakthrough Society, man. I enjoyed our talk. Of course. Thanks for having me. For sure, man. You have a good one. You too.